Have you fucked Junior's ass? No. <laughs> then I guess the cradle's not going to rock, brother. No, it ain't. How are you doing, you fucking moron? I'm doing How good. How are you doing, you fucking morons? Great. I'm glad to hear it. I hope you just shouted into your fucking car stereo. I did that today. My fucking car broke down this morning. Yeah. You know what type of energy I bring to that situation. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, how are you doing today? But I know. No, not good, dude. Not good Did at you all. scream at the Lord? Nah, dude. It was, I was, I'm already so defeated. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we go again. I can't afford to pay my phone bill. So I had to go to Walmart to use their fucking Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. That all felt real good, man. It's really doing life the right way. But. Glad to be here with the fucking another ripping episode. We were, now we're going to take on America, brother. We're going to stand once and for all against the motherfucking military of the United States. We're going to look back into the files and see some real goddamn bullshit that the United States government delved into. Yeah, A lot of people forget. And I'm sure every other country's got their problems. I mean, except for Germany. They only ever did cool things. Our fucking country has <laughs> oh <my laughs> done some real fucked up shit. And uh, I, I was just kind of looking through. Like shitty events that have happened. Ludlow Massacre. You ever heard of that? Yep. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Where do you hear that from? Yeah, well, I'm not going to dive into who was behind it, but I know who was behind it. But it's uh, also kind of goes into some Illuminati theory shit. Oh, man, you have to wake me up to that shit. Yeah. I knew you weren't going to say in school. That's the main point. No, no. I was going to fucking be like, no. (laughs) No. Yeah, well, the Ludlow Massacre, that was an American massacre. Uh, It was a cause of strike breaking. The Colorado National Guard, Colorado Fuel and Iron Company Guards, attacked a tent colony of 1,200 striking coal miners and their family in Ludlow, Colorado, on April 20th, 1914. Legalize it. Fuck yeah, brother. Smoke up. Woo. Take me away. Cool guy's birthday, too. The National Guard <laughs> emptied their machine guns into the colony, resulting in 21 deaths, mostly women and children. All of this, well, here's where we tie in already, doggy, uh, was the word from the word on the command. The guy pulling the strings of this whole operation, none other than John D. Rockefeller Jr., Jay-Z's best friend, the owner of the mind, and of course, one of history's greatest pieces of shit. And what we all know, the Rockefellers are Rothschilds. Mm-hmm. The triangle comes together again, brother. Yeah. One of these, you know what I mean? Oh man. <sighs> so I gotta watch YouTube to see a cool fucking symbology. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do the intro. We're doing it. Well, I mean, that is the episode we're covering this week on Death Metal. <laughs> touch my soul this fucking beer dude uh squatters that's out of salt lake city the only reason i bought it is because i've stolen several things from that brew house saw a familiar name on the shelf and was like well i guess i should maybe pay them a little bit of money sometime there's something about it that just f- makes me shit an immense amount like right away too it's not too bad do for like a nine percent beer it, it tastes good yeah but it just get my this is nine percent nine percent doggy wow this is a it's not making you, it doesn't give you like a little queasiness. No, well, not you yet. finish them off, dude. Cause not yet. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? It gets me rumbling, brother. Yeah, well, I need a rumble. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've been telling me you've been having shit problems, which is so funny to me. Yeah. 
people that have like complications just from the way they eat is so funny. That's not even so much the way I eat as much as it's just a fucking alignment issue. You don't think there's anything you could do diet wise to make it better? No, nah, man, I have nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, I eat plain fiber. What What'd you eat today? I had cheat meal today. <laughs> That's every time I ask you. Yep. What'd you eat? Some Popeyes. Straight up Popeyes? Yeah, mm-hmm. that fucking sandwich? No, no, I've had that before, but. My man. It was good. Buck that trend. The sandwich was? Yeah. I'll never eat it, dude. I'm team Chick-fil-A for life. Okay. Except that I saw an article that said that they stopped working with whatever companies abuse LGBTQ teens or whatever they're doing. Yeah. I like I want to I like it when they're villains. I only support villains, you know what I mean? Yeah. If Chick-fil-A is going to be good for the community, you can count me out of that one too. Yeah, you need somebody terrible to Yeah, I want I want horrible things to happen behind your fucking closed doors. That's why that's when you know it's good. That's what makes food taste good. If you're a piece of shit, I mean, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. I work at a restaurant. Yeah. I'm a great cook. Am I not? Yep. Would I be that way if I had done things the correct way in my life? I don't think so. I think only pieces of shit work at fucking restaurants. Yeah. Only fucking scumbags. Only fucking derelicts. I had to do something fucking shitty and fuck your whole life up and end up on the wrong path to work at a fucking restaurant as an adult. And... If you're doing a good person and things are going well, then why would you work at a fucking restaurant? You would have already done enough things in your life that you got paid enough to fucking live. Yeah, I like to cook things up all the time. You know, things yeah, you're a piece of shit. And I love to cook this. That, one, that one's going to be bad. It squeaked. It was hot? Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Boy, this tire's getting flat. <laughs> Dude, my favorite complaint about the podcast that ever happened this week where I looked and someone was like, come on, guys. You are covering the death of a 15-year-old, death and rape of a 15-year-old girl. And one of you farted. <laughs> you could do better than that. I think we I all, hope. I think we, everybody's farting during that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even, like, you wouldn't think about it in the context of, like, doing the story. Like, oh, man, maybe, maybe because of the severity of the situation, I shouldn't fart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that person was, like, imagining, like, an open casket funeral and then us putting our ha- asses <laughs> over the corpses and farting or something, you know? But let me ask you, would that not be hilarious? To get farted on while you're dead? <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I mean, you already stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, the backstory of this is the areas of the Rocky Mountains, they have veins of coal close to the surface of the land, which provides easy access to coal reserves. It's not as hard to mine in the Rocky Mountains. I mean, they've, they've been basically depleted. But that's I mean that's why you don't see mining there now because the resources have run out. But it was all on the surface. You don't yeah. have to go near as deep in the earth as you would in like a Kentucky. Nineteen eighties, not eighteen. Goddamn it! In nineteen eighty-seven, these pockets caught the attention. Why am I saying nineteen eighty-seven? There's no way this fucking right. Eighteen ninety-seven. That'd be so funny if it was nineteen. Like a new Van Halen album came out. They're like, boys, we got to get into this coal. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I've been listening to David Lee Roth and Megan Kane. I got to find out where this coal is at. What else? I was three years old in 1987. What was fucking cool then? Slayer was out. Yeah, I think they came out in 86. Uh, Rain and Blood. So, oh, you know, fuck yeah, bro. It's like 86, 87 was on like, whatever real so good fucking thrash was uh, fucking ripping. Slayer fucking blew it. Slayer quite possibly blew it more than Metallica did. Mm, how so? Fucking stink, dude. 
Or some Metallica? Yeah, about the same. No. Have you ever heard Diabolus? Yeah, that's Musica? terrible. I think that's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He raps on that. I'd rather listen to Load. Okay. <laughs> that's another one of those things. Yeah, I guess, but the fucking Slayers. The new Slayers fucking terrible. Mm, it's got some it's got a couple songs that aren't bad. Yeah, I mean you can say the same thing about that what's that other Death Magnetic? Is yeah. that the hot new one? They got some songs on it that aren't bad. I'm not gonna ride for New Slayer or New Metallica, but you know. I'm saying they both fucking blew it, brother. Well, yeah, dude, they're old. There's nothing fucking good. But old people do good shit all the time, man. Yeah, I play country music and fucking. Oh, that's true, dude. You know, I was also laughing about the day how like, like what made me think about is how David Lee Roth talks in songs so much. Yeah, but then uh, we were talking about uh, me and Drew at my job. We're talking about how David Allen Coe is like. These are my buddies sent me this, and he said it's the perfect country western song but i said well there's no trains nobody's mama got in out of prison nobody's dog got ran over and nobody's truck died so i fixed it up like this and now i think it's the perfect country western song uh, <laughs> you know i'm david allen co that's what i said I said david lee roth that's what i said the first time uh, okay. i said it i would thought about it because we were talking about how funny it is that david lee roth talks in like every song and it just says fucking nonsense but then it's like, well, it's not the original. David Allen Coe was also just talking. I sent you an invitation to go see that motherfucker. He's coming to Arkansas. He's been a few times. I bought tickets for the last one, and then I had to sell them because I ended up being gone. I'm gone. I'm out of town. Yeah. I'm not going to be here. I would go, dude. That motherfucker's going to die in a week. Yeah. I mean, he ain't got much time left. He ain't got, I mean, he got a couple. I mean, this might be the last one, man. We'll never be able to see Rebel Meets Rebel. I would have, dude, I would have given fucking anything. I wonder if they even played any shows. I doubt it. Uh, I don't know. Dad, think about how hard that would fucking rock. God, yeah. It was like, hands down, some of the... Fun- Dude, that guy's the funniest. No, I mean, just nothing better could have happened where people were like, so you know Pantera? They got that one singer. Now imagine that. Instead of Phil, we put in... What makes sense here? Oh, David Allen Coe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that guy's the biggest piece of shit, but he's so funny, man. Oh yeah, and he's singing like he also sings about old people shit like slot machines. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. I don't love slot machines. He's probably my favorite voice in country music. Oh, beautiful voice. Yeah. Crazy opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you guys have never seen the interview, the unedited interview with him with some dude from New York, that'll there's like a three part. It, it is the wildest. Yeah, of wild man. He says some things. <laughs> It's all whooping woman's asses, man. And it, 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 he's not, it's not a show. Oh, no. He beats women. Yep. On the regular. My favorite thing is when he was like, yeah, now, you know, I'm a little bit more easy than I used to be. When I was younger, I used to be like, go get me some water, cunt. Now I'm like, hey, go over there and get me some water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, now I'm a little bit more gentle. Prison meddling me out. I still beat him, but I'll say it a different way. Anyway, all right. <laughs> 1897, these coal pockets caught the attention of the Kansas Pacific Railway. What they were doing is getting into the expansion of rapid rapid rail transport as well as making sweet, sweet coal money. You needed the coal to run the train. You need to get the coal across the country, so you use the train. Yeah. Trains and coal, hand in hand, like me and Buddy. At its peak in 1910, the coal mining industry of Colorado employed 15,864 people, which made it up 10% of the workforce in the state. Colorado's coal industry was monopolized by Colorado Fuel and Iron, 
the largest coal operation in the West and one of the nation's most powerful corporations controlling 71,837 acres of pure coal land. John D. Rockefeller had purchased the Colorado Fuel and Iron Company in 1902. Nine years after that, he gave the controlling interest to his son, John D. Rockefeller Jr., who managed the company from his famous office in New York. Now, of course, mining is one of the most dangerous jobs ever. I mean, uh, your immediate risk of death, shit falling on you, you just sneaking a pickaxe into your face, the mine completely collapsing, you falling off of something, then you also got to factor in fucking black lung. Coal miners, also known as colliers, were constantly threatened with explosions, suffocation, collapsing mine walls. In 1912, the death rate in Colorado's mines were 7 per 1,000 employees, compared to the national rate of 3 per 1,000. So, essentially... Well, I can't math that. Oh, yeah. Seven. I mean, almost three times as many. 1914, the U.S. House Committee on Mines and Mining reported, Colorado has no good mining laws, and such as that ought to afford protection to the miners as a safety in the mine that they were enforced. Yet in this state, the percentage of fatalities is larger than any other, showing there is undoubtedly something wrong in reference to the management of coal mines and in my ass. Miners were generally paid according to the amount of coal produced, while so-called dead work, such as shoring up unstable roofs, was often unpaid. In other words, if you were doing your job and it didn't involve directly pulling coal out of the mine, you didn't get paid for it. But it's like, you ever been a fucking, you've been a waiter before? Yeah. How they make you like roll silverware and shit? Fuck Fuck that shit. Because you don't get paid for it. Sucks. Yeah. And it's pointless. Like, you know, you have to get paid for it. The tonnage system drove many poor and ambitious colliers to gamble with their lives by neglecting precautions and taking on risks, often fatal. Between 1884 and 1912, 1,700 miners died in Colorado, which averages to about 60 per year, Through though in 1913, 110 miners died just that year. Jesus Christ. Colliers had little opportunity to call attention to their mistreatment. Many resided in company towns in which all the land, real estate, and amenities were owned by the mine operator, and they were made to squash rebellion and make the miners loyal. Company towns did bring tangible improvements to many colliers' lives, including larger houses, better medical care, and medical edu- and better education. I can't. I'm stammering, brother. I've only had three sips of this beer. I got a dry mouth. I got chapped lips. All that shit. I got some chapped dick. Been pulling too much, brother? No, nah, man. You're I'm, breaking them? No, nah, man. I mean for you. Gotta put around your oh, lips. chapped dick. Yeah. I get it. It's got a little bit of that liquid tip, you know? It's not going to work. Yeah, it will. No. Mine, it don't smell great. But it I'm don't. A, Nothing about you smells good. I can only imagine your dick. Shit, man. You... Over the stinkiest son of a bitch I've ever met. That's not true. You always smell like <laughs> Italy. The fuck it could like work in the daytime. Yeah. You dig off all day. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I do not. Yes, you do too. Oh my god. You don't do a goddamn thing. Meanwhile, I do backbreaking labor. Making cream. <laughs> yeah, dude. That shit's hard, brother. Gay ice cream doesn't churn itself. Yeah, you're right about that. 
churner. Yep. Use my mouth, put it on a dick, yank it on out. Woo woo. I bet you, man, never mind. Yeah, I got big lips, dude. I mean, but do you think you'd be good at it? No idea. You can become good at anything. That's what I've always believed. I mean, but like, you think you're a natural? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know what would a natural be. I'm just, well, you know, you have I've had my dick sucked enough. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, sure. You have the knowledge of what you like. Mm-hmm. But do you think that you would be, like, have you ever had to, to like, explain? Did I do this every episode? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, have you ever had to explain to somebody how to do it right? No. Sometimes, you know, you got to coach them or whatever, but I feel like. No, I've never done that. Have you? Yeah, one time. Really? Yeah, it was. I don't believe you. Okay. Why? Like who? So what inexperience? Was it a fucking big pig? It was big, but it was just, that's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, weirdest right. thing, man. So a fucking tub of love that had never mouthed a piece before because they're yeah. too disgusting for the average person. You were like, well, I guess, you know, if no one will, I might. Quit knocking on the table, dude. It was a Texas tag along. It was when I lived there, you know? Yeah. Luckily, I, uh, to get her to leave me alone, I just dropped off, uh. Our friend Trey was like, I'm going to go to the store. I'll be back. And I just didn't come back because I, I knew what would happen. Yeah. You know, that's a lot like putting an action figure around a turkey. You know what I'm saying? Or between the turkey leg. Oh, because he's a little skinny guy. She was a big, big, big. Oh, yeah. He fucked her? Yeah. Yeah. You fucked her too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't bust. You didn't? Couldn't. That must have been a fucking nightmare then, bro. It was my 600-pound life, but sex. No way. Big. 600? Yeah. Not 600, but... Trey beat Jeeks? Probably about four. About four. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. 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 What was that, Tyler, Texas? Yep. It's a tough town, dude. It's a tough one. Tough place to fuck. <laughs> How'd you end up with a 400-pounder, dog? I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... Fresh out of rehab? Where'd you meet? Shit. Where did we meet? Yeah. At the meadery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, another pig's house. Another pig's house. <laughs> God damn it, dude. So you're just hanging off by the trough, and then up comes along another fucking twisted tail? Let me tell you what, man. If, you, if anybody's ever been to rehab, you know, like, you stay there too long, you haven't been fucking, especially when it's like. Dude, you, you, you're not a person that fucked. Yeah. Until, you weren't ever, like, until I started doing drugs. fucking all the time. So when it, whenever we were like, man, I really miss getting all that sweet muff. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I'm in a dry spell. Well, I mean, yeah. A dry, like a dry spell for a young me would have been like six years instead of five. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah mine's like a week. I start getting dried up. Since when? I mean, that's, I'm saying at that age, dude, you weren't fucking, brother. Yeah, I was. Nah, dude. I was doing drugs, man. That doesn't mean you're fucking dog. With other people that do drugs? Yeah. Nah, that's not how it works. Okay. Were you raping them? No, man. I'm you get suspicious. all fucking boned up when you do drugs. So? Every party. But the, the, Both male and female. What do you think gay people fuck all the time? Because they love to the fuck. They do drugs, too. That's where you get the best drugs. Gay people? That's what you're, that's your, that's what you're saying? Yeah. I don't believe that at all. Well, the good ones. Like what? Coke. That's all. You never done coke. Yes, I have one time, but I never did it when I was using a lot. I was just fucking young. <laughs> thought why it was why cool. do you know where you get coke from? Because I know gay people. They do coke and X. Dude, you're down a deep well of bullshit right now. Okay. And my shoes are stuck. 
Now your shoes are fucked up. I did get two dollar shoes. You man. did do that. <laughs> They're not too bad. Yeah. You wished your fucking I, shoes. I recommended. I just like, dude, that fucking app. That's how they get you. Did you just look and you're like, oh man, those look pretty sweet. I wonder. Well, I didn't think they looked sweet per se, but I mean, it's just like <laughs> sometimes, like the shit that's like forty bucks on there. Like sometimes they'll be like, it's only two today, and I'm like, I just want to see the shit works. The shoes or the yeah service. I'll leave up. Are they working? <laughs> yeah, brother. Working yeah. real sweet. Fucking a. They're on my feet. Walk around with them. I honestly couldn't afford those. That was like a luxury expense. I shouldn't have spent the two bucks today. That was the first thought I had when my car broke. I was like, I should have got them goddamn shoes. <laughs> It'd cost me two bucks to fix my car. <laughs> Damn it. It's only 30. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not even 100% sure it's fixed, but we'll find out. Yeah. I'll probably break down on the way to work tomorrow, too, which would be great. All right. I'm just saying, I relate to these coal miners. I know what it's like to have a hard job. Like I shouldn't drive an hour to make ice cream. It's absurd. No, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. This is my life shouldn't be this way. I'm trying to fix it. It's taking forever. Being alive is terrible. I'm I'm just putting you in this frame of mind with these coal miners are in. This company, like you ever heard that song? Like I owe my soul to the company store. Yep, that's where this type of shit comes from. Owning the towns gave the companies complete control over all aspects of the workers' lives. They did not always use the power nicely, believe it or not. Historian Philip S. Fawner described the company town as feudal domain, with the company acting as lord and master. The law consisted of the company rules, you see. Curfews were imposed, company guards, brutal thugs armed with machine guns and rifles, loaded with soft point bullets, would not admit any suspicious stranger into the town, nor would they prevent any miner to leave. Hey, like my 19 fucking tens voice. I like your vaudeville skills, man. Pretty. Vaudeville skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, got a, you a good boy. Come on in and see the two-headed freak boy. $5 to open the curtain, 15 to fuck him in the ass. God, come be- one, come all. We got the bearded lady, $5 to see her, 9 to fuck her in the ass. Nine bucks seems like that's pretty steep for that time. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. dude. That's a fucking. But if you already paid five, though, you might as well put that four on it, yeah, dude. That's like man. a house, though. That's a car payment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like That's a, a mortgage, you yeah. know, back there. $9 a month. Or $9 to explore the eighth wonder of the bearded lady's world. You fuck a bearded lady? Would I? What if she was fucking stacked? What if I didn't have to look at her face, I guess? What if she was a stack heel O'Neill? Well. That's some big feet. <laughs> Man, I might put my canary in her coal mine, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That you, fucking rocks. You know why they do that? <laughs> fucking see if there's a beard up top. Yeah. <laughs> Just see if that bird's going to come back, see if there's any oxygen down in them fucking coal mines. As they used to send those little boys down there at tooting and hollering, and then they fucking. <laughs> You're going to put your canary in a hole mine. Hell yeah. Working in a whole mine, going down, down on a big fat pig. Whoops, I might smell brown. It's a real luxury to be fucking bearded women. <laughs> now, some of these bigs that you fucking yeah. fiddle with, you, you go down? Uh, a couple of them. Like, look at the back of a raw chicken? Yeah. You know, man, I you, my, my sexual proclivity is just... Uh, they just take me places, man. I just proclivity. Yeah, man. I get the 
do the you things said you like three smart things this week, which is starting to concern me. I've been reading, man. That is even more concerning. Mm. Do they get fucking mind comp for dummies down at the library? I don't even know if they got that, man. Ow. Ooh. Blow my fucking drums out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sharp burp. You got like no flow to your conversation, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, You're all choppy. I'm chopped. Screwed and chopped? That 9% get you lit? It's good. All, all right, good. so... Miners who came into conflict conflict with the company were instantly evicted from their homes. I mean, imagine that. And, I mean, it'll, it'll kind of get into what a, a conflict, it could be nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think of conflict, you think about, like, a serious altercation, I would think. It's, like, a pretty strong word for a fucking argument. But it's anything. I mean, it'd be like, oh, I don't like the chewing tobacco. Like, oh, you have a problem with the fucking chewing tobacco at the company store? Like, yeah, it's not as good as it was last week. If, if the shopkeeper didn't like that, you could literally be evicted from your house over that. Yeah. And that's the problem with like them owning everything of yours. They decide what happens to it. And there's no law. There wouldn't be a law against that because you've opted into it. I feel like we're probably heading towards that right now as a fucking civilization. Yeah. I mean, it, well, you know, there's only one way. To, I mean, kind of the worst has to happen to make the best reoccur. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Frustrated by horrible working conditions, the Colliers turned to Unisom. Nationwide organized mines had 40% less deaths than non-union mines. Focusing on the western states, including southern Colorado, the union decided to focus on the Colorado Fuel and Iron Company because of its harsh management tactics under the Rockefellers. To break or prevent strikes, the company hired a bunch of Panzrams called Strike Breakers. Do you remember Carl Panzram literally did this? Yep. You do remember? Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. So it, that's the that's the type of motherfucker they want to break up a strike. Whew, boy. What you fucking... You think they're all like jacked and shit? Jacked and gay, dog. The only yeah. way. Yeah. only way to get big is to suck a <laughs> pig. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> that's the ticket. That's the ticket, see? Come on down and see what happens whenever you get a pound. We gotta break this ride up, you pieces of shit. And those people that did that, they gotta be pieces of shit, and they also gotta probably be a little cool, you know? Yeah, because, you know, that's fun to do. Yeah, just whoop. I mean, you're doing the wrong thing, you're but... just bullying, you know? Yeah, I, man, I like to bully. Oh, I know you. <laughs> uh, now, most of them were from Mexico... Also, Southern and Eastern Europe. So they imported fucking Mulians over to fucking. What? <laughs> oh, wait, that's the racist. That's racist. Is it? I, I think so. Dude, I don't know. I've been watching The Sopranos. And they're always like, hey, you see that fucking Mulian over there? <laughs> <laughs> what is I, that? I don't know. I, I think it's a fucking Italian. I couldn't tell you. Oh, crap. It's like, yeah, hey, look at that fucking Mulian. Yeah. Mulian. So I've, I just, I watched The Sopranos before. I can't remember if I watched the thing in its entirety, but I just been like I get I don't get to watch much TV, yeah. but I've watched a few episodes like starting from the beginning. It's fucking. I'm gonna look up the term. It's pretty good. I'm afraid, but they say that shit a lot, so don't blame me, dude. Blame fucking Tony S if it's something bad. Yeah, but I don't, I don't care about being racist to Italians, dude. They're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> the Mediterranean gonna eat my ass, dude. And then Eastern European Russians are cool. You bring a bunch of fucking. 
That's why it's having strikes over here. Uh, the Colorado Fuel and Iron Company mixed immigrants of different nationalities to prevent communication and organization, which makes a lot of fucking sense. But hey, man, equal opportunity employers. Despite the attempts to suppress union activity, the United Mine Workers of America secretly continued its unionization efforts in the years leading up to 1913. Eventually, the union presented seven demands for the workers. Number one, recognition of the union as a bargaining agent. Number two, compensation for digging coal at a ton rate based on 2,000 pounds. Previous ton sales were long tons, which was 2,200 pounds. Three, enforcement of the eight-hour workday law. Four, a big one, payment for dead work, laying track, timbering, handling impurities, etc. Five, weight checkmen elected by the workers to get all the fats on a scale and tell them to get their shit together. Six, right to use any store and choose their boarding houses and doctors. Seven, getting fucked in the ass. Strict enforcement of Colorado's laws such as having gay sex, mind safety rules, abolish, abolition of script, and an end to the company guard system, which, of course, was not going to happen. There's no way they're going to give up control of every fucking aspect, especially not a guard. You know what I mean? Easy to justify. Of course, Mr. Rockefeller said, Well, boys... See, you've come down here to challenge me. I present first my left testicle, second my right testicle, and thirdly, my absurdly small penis for a man of such wealth and taste. You would think if I had one billion dollars, I might have a better penis, but the Lord knows I did not get to obtain such a pecker. Those who went on strike were immediately evicted from their company homes, and they moved to tent villages which were prepared by the Union. The tents were built on wood platforms and furnished with cast iron stoves on land the Union had leased in preparation for a strike. When leasing the sites, the Union selected locations near the mouth of canyons that led to the coal camps in order to block any strike breakers' traffic. The company hired the Baldwin Feltz Detective Agency to protect new workers and harass strikers. Baldwin Feltz had a reputation for very fucking aggressive strike breaking. Agents shone searchlights on the tent villages at night and fired bullets into tents at random, occasionally killing or maiming someone. Damn. Yeah. Well, they weren't fucking around, dude. I mean, it, no, we've been kind of whimsical, but that, like, just imagine you watch strikes today where a cop, like, hit somebody with a baton or maces that mace. That's what always happens. Now they get fucking yeah. maced and they're like, Oh, I, look at that sweet, innocent lady with pink hair and tits tucked into her waistband. I can't believe she was clearly no threat. Why would you mace her? I mean, yeah, that is terrible in its own right, but she's not getting shot in the fucking head. Yeah. You know, man, somebody it's a different me, world. This is a different type of strike. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody sent me a video. I think it was in Mexico somewhere, but they do. They executed this motherfucker. They shot him in the head nine fucking times and like filmed the whole thing. That is not, not a head anymore. Whoo, dude. No. The cops did it? No, 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 no. This is like some, some cartel shit or something. It's fucking crazy. That boy's head was just a fuck. It looked like a thumb, man. Dude, cartels have like taken over. Yeah. I mean, it like made the government be like, 
okay, yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, you yeah. win, brother. Well, it's because like most political people, anyways, are already tied in with them, you know. Well, plus manpower. Yeah, the cartel pays more than the fucking police and the army. So it's fucking horrifying, man. I love it. Yeah, I like crime. I like to know that there is a nation on the brink of being just ruled by crime. Not that kind. Nah, dude. It's you want cool. some like fun crime. You don't want that guy. Nah, that shit's cool, dude. You want some soccer hooligan crime. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of that, but with guns. Shit, man. Cutting babies' heads off and shit. They do that to people. That rocks. And they make them watch like watch their kids get their heads cut off and shit. No, fine. That's fun, dude. No, it is not. <laughs> yeah, it's a ton of fun, brother. Man. You don't like that? Like Hell on a Sunday no. afternoon, just watch your kids' heads get cut off? Nope. I mean, they're half Greek. I don't see why... Your kids are half Polish. That's that's worse. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> that's uh, one of the Aryan races, brother. <laughs> you got disgusting Mediterranean blood, and yeah, but you know, none of your blood's mixed in, so I guess whatever. Yeah, sausage culture. Polish sausage—that's just delicious, dude. And yeah, you know it for a fact. That is. That's it's so much better than a it'll falafel, kill dude. you. So will falafel. Mm-hmm. Falafel is awful. I got some layers to my dick. Nope. You Not very many. You got to get some cocklava. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. So you got flaky, crispy, buttery. Oh, it's flaky. Honey, sweet layers. Baklava is fucking gross, too, I got to put some... Uh, How about that? That's something you weren't expecting. It's not good know. at all. It's puff pastry and honey and nuts and sugar. Why are you putting honey and sugar on a puff pastry? Man, First of all, puff pastry fucking sucks. Second of all, it's all sticky and sugar syrup. It sucks even more. It's a shit fucking dessert. Anyone can make it. You can make it. Mm. Get that gut tattoo, man. Which one? Edge Lord. I'm not. That's not edgy stance at all. Baklava's fucking gross. No, it's not. No one likes baklava. If we, dude. Ta- if we take a dessert. vote on it's that, it's a terrible dessert. You are an idiot. Is it one of your top ten desserts? No, but it's okay. Good. There you go. Pop tarts are better. The baklava. Yeah. Okay. Fact. Fuck, man. <laughs> Somebody. Oh, we're gonna start a GoFundMe to get you a new fucking brain. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could do anything to me. Oh uh, yeah, they could. Uh, no, they couldn't. That's why I'm the way I am. Yeah. You can't. I can do what I want to. Nope. I could put you down on all fours. <laughs> yeah, nope. Couldn't do a goddamn thing. I can fuck. Nope. Your face. Nope. Not without consent. Which I know you don't respect anyway, so I guess who cares, right? Oh, a rapist out here again, threatening it. You heard him. He's threatening me with rape. Sexual oh. violence? No one brought that. You're the one that brought that to the table. What that's, are you, a fucking Rockefeller? That's what you like. What are you, fucking Rockefeller, dude? Sure. I'm a Rockefeller. I'll fuck it. <laughs> you want to see something I got? <laughs> yeah, so they used an improvised armored car mounted with a machine gun. You, Dude, I'm telling you. You don't want to be on team bad guy, but it's hard not to because this fucking homemade armored car with a machine gun on top, they called it the death special. Whoa. Yeah, that fucking rocks, dude. Yeah, tonight on the menu. It's hard to be on a different fucking team like, yeah, you keep fucking around and we're going to send the death special in the camp. That would patrol the perimeter. (laughs) The steel covered car 
was what if it's just fucking blaster from <laughs> for fucking Mad Max is like oh just a downy fucking driving a dude death specials here <laughs> like you're all fucking worried about it and then under you like look in then it's just a fucking <laughs> it's just a retard that kills death special dude you know what I I love Down syndrome people because not no one with Down syndrome is sad ever they should call it up syndrome oh man well no that's not true because when they when they get a when they get mad dude it's a ne- some next level shit but yeah man they'll fucking just come up and. The, but if you watch, them. I mean, what I'm basing my experience yeah. on is fucking uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Where he pulls that headlamp off, dude. That thing's all fucking smiles, bro. Yeah. It's yeah, just been yeah. fighting him for 20 minutes, and then you pull the helmet off. He's like, hey. man, I love those motherfuckers, man. They're cool as hell, dude. They're yeah, Down so, Syndrome's yeah. a rock. They, I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're fucking a, pl- a pleasure to be around. They're joyous. I had one when I, I think I told you this when I was walking in the mall, man. One of them just came up and gave me a hug out of nowhere. I was like, all right, man. Just like gave him a hug and then just off with his dad, man. Yeah, because they're fucking having fun all the time. Yeah, they're never cool, a man. bad day. Yeah. If I had to work with a, every day is bad for me. Anybody I'll else trade. other than kids? They want to swap, dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them. A, I'll trade, dude. I'll take downs. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I never feel good. They always feel good. Yeah. It's ups. They got the extra chromosomes. They all have huge fucking hogs. Did you know that? Is that what is that what the extra chromosome <laughs> means? Big pieces, man. They all got fucking swingers, brother. <laughs> okay. Don't you remember that fucking? Yeah, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> A big fucking pipe. Yeah, somebody making bread in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know we told that story before, yeah, so if you're a real yeah. listener, you know what exactly what we're talking about. Crap, dude. Someone fucking shaking the tool shed. Yeah, we're going to get a new review. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe they did. Well, what, what are, we, are we talking positively about the community? You don't like that now? I mean, you didn't fart. I said downstairs, but you didn't fart on the microphone, no, so no, probably no. good. Now, the steel-covered car was built at the Colorado Fuel and Iron Company plant in Pueblo, Colorado. Real familiar with that area. From the Chasis, 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 how do you say that? Because it's Chastity. I mean, it's, is it Chasis or Chasis? It's like Chastity. You know what? It, it's the fucking part of a car, like the, oh, the shell of the car. Chassis. No, there's no why in it, you fucking idiot. Dude. That's how you say it? It's Chassis? Yes. The Chassis of a car. Yes. Chassis. We're talking like the frame? Yeah. Yeah, chassis. Chassis. Man, you got to watch more History Channel when they be building hot rods. Oh, yeah? Bro, they, they put a big old fucking 494 on that chassis. Hauled ass. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Put your chassis in my ass yet. Haul fucking ass. Put the pedal to the fucking metal. If you could put that chassis in my ass, brother, and you can fucking rev, them, rev all eight of them cylinders up at the same time and fire it off. Get to the line. You finish on the line in less than 60 seconds. Man, that sounds like sex. Yep. You can make anything sound like fucking. Are you fucking farting? No. Somebody's got a slow fucking leak. Like <laughs> dog ass. <man. laughs> it stinks? Yeah. Falpo. I'm all clogged up, dude. I can't smell I mean, shit. That's going away, man. It's traveling. Somebody's traveling. <laughs> Brian, you have fucking farting over there? Seth? Nobody's farting? Tanner? Give me a dog. Dude, Tanner's right. It does have a dog twinge to it. Yeah, man. I've dog me. <laughs> anyway. Let's take some shots of sauerkraut mayonnaise. Nah, dude. Let me just finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Confrontations between striking miners and working miners, who the union called scabs, sometimes resulted in deaths. 
that's like a blood for blood insult. It's like, yeah, you fucking scab. I guess that's where it comes from. I love a historical fucking roast. Frequent sniper attacks on the Union tent colonies drove the miners to dig pits beneath the tents to hide in. Arm, well, I guess probably under the platform. You didn't mic that far, dude. No, Armed, sure. That was a good one. Armed battles also occurred between the strikers and sheriffs, recently deputized to suppress the strike, and is referred to as the Colorado Coldfield War. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's people out there like us that have to give everything a dumb fucking name, too. Like, yeah, what are we going to call this? Coldfield War. Well, yeah. how about the Colorado Coldfield War? I'm going to fire up these Louisiana leftovers, dude. Yeah, dude. You put a state. States are the best adjectives. Yeah. As strike-related violence mounted, the governor of Colorado, Elias M. Ammons, called in the Colorado National Guard on October 28th. At first, the guard's appearance claimed this, calmed the situation, but the guard's leader's sympathies, of course, laid with the mine owners. Guard Adjunct General John Chase, who had served during the violent Cripple Creek strike 10 years earlier, imposed a harsh regime. Cripple Creek. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, like <laughs> my fucking mom's husband, like used to go gamble before he married her, I guess at Cripple Creek and he had a fucking mug and it was like Cripple Creek Casino. And I was like, Hey man, you going to play the slots at fucking retard Lake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking tard stream up there. And I was thinking about slot machines and tackle boxes the other day. Oh uh, yeah, dude. I was, dude, I, just imagine marrying my fucking mom. That guy was such a fucking idiot, hey, dude. You know. He, like, he, uh, you know how, like, oh, because you got stepkids, so you were related to this. Like, the first time I met him, he wanted to be all cool and shit, you know? Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I went on a fucking missionary trip to Korea, and I learned Taekwondo. I'm a black belt. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't tell my kids another shit like that. That's a goddamn lie. I went to Korea and learned Yeah, but you told them some shit like, yeah, I fight. I used to. No, I mean, yeah, but that, you shouldn't. But that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I know you told those kids that shit. Doesn't make it any better. No, no, man. It was like, no, I'm you, honest you with them, man. Yeah, I didn't think I But you brought shit. it up. They, you know, what do you mean honest? It's not, they didn't ask you. They were ever like, buddy, you ever fought before? No, I don't even know how the conversation came up. But- I do. No, you don't. Y'all want to hear some cool shit? You're a fucking idiot. Y'all, you, y'all don't think I'm cool, but I'm gonna tell you about this stuff. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, I mean, I may be an idiot, but I also know the truth. No. Nope. What's the secret to life, Chris? Making fun you of your dumb know, fucking friends. You don't know the truth. I know it all, brother. Nope. I literally listened to Rush Limbaugh this week. That was tight. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I know the secrets. I just like I don't know shit about the impeachment, so I was like, hmm, I wonder what source I could turn to. And he's just like, well, there you have it. Uh, the Demo- the Demo- cowards are coming out and trying to swing at the president. There's not they got no answers for any questions. I've been begging them for gay sex for the last forty years. Turned down over. I've I've invited Senator Schumer to my property and. Fort Myers, Florida, to fuck my fucking ass 25 times. And he just keeps descending. And I got Viagra, and pain pills, and a hungry ass that wants to feast on the nut of incumbent Democratic senators. Yeah, I feel like the reason why people don't want to have sex with him is because he ain't got no hair. 
You know, it's hard to fucking ask yeah. when you got nothing to pull back on, you know. I let my hair grow back out just to remind people that I do have hair. Yeah. So people thought I was going bald, dog. That's a good head of hair. I don't like that theory. Let your you going can just bald. can't shave your fucking head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I got the same thing because I got this, like, blonde spot, blonde streak in my hair. So whenever I shave my head, it looks like a bald spot. Yeah. You know, so it's a good time. Are you thinning out any? Nope. I know. I have a widow's peak. I've always had that, though. So people think that my hairlines are going back. But nope, I just got a big pointy peak. Remember when I used to go to the black barber, he would cut it off? Yeah. You were never a good enough friend to be like, don't do that. He did it to me, too. I thought we were being cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like a line up here. Like, oh, yeah, that's what a Dude, nice the, look, bro. Man, I got to tell you, the best part about all that is that his son came to my job to get a, to get a fucking, uh, to get a job. Tim's son? It. Tim the barber? Dude, Tim's I, a great barber. Yeah, hey, you yeah, can't he understand is. a fucking word he says. Nope. But like, listen, man, let me tell you, his son was on Jerry Springer, and they found that out, and that's why they didn't hire him. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, dude. Now, your job would not hire him because yeah. he was on Jerry Springer. Yep. But you work there. Yep. They don't know about me, though. Yeah, we do something way worse than Jerry Springer. Every <laughs> no, I'd, be, no. I'd be willing to as bet. soon as they find out, dude, it's probably. You know, it's, <laughs> I bet that our podcast gets listened to more than like current Jerry Springer gets watched. Man, I doubt it. I bet the numbers are pretty similar, dude. How many people do you think are watching fucking Jerry Springer? Not that many. I don't know. But we're. I bet we would rival. Anyway, point is, we're way worse. We don't got no movie. Jerry Springer's never been like. So you you came to her house and she, when she was fifteen years old you raped her and mur- he was never farted in a serious interview. There's midgets fighting. Yeah, but he didn't fart about it. He keeps the tone serious. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it brown. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like an old two tone. I don't know. Fucking man. Big J's podcast claims to be the most offensive podcast in the world. Yeah, I would say no. I don't. Come for us. I don't know. It's a horrible podcast. I mean, yeah. it, it's offensive. I don't know. Big J's cool. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to burn that bridge, but you, you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he's funny. But the uh but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying we fart during rape. You know what I mean? Now that's offensive. <laughs> I don't think we're mean to though, you know. It's yeah, I didn't like, think about it. Like, you know, I'm yeah, not like, like but, man, that, but, probably, that, but that probably is a problem though. That I'm not like, all right, this part's real serious. You're gonna hold your farts, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just not do it on a microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. fucking, but I'm I'm fucking immune, dog. I got, I probably do got PTSD. You're probably right. Yeah, probably all stirred up from a rough. Life. We can figure out real quick. Okay, here's the questionnaire you could take. I need to get fixed, dog. Shit. <laughs> That's not helpful, dude. I yeah. feel bad every day. You need therapy, man. You're right, but I can't afford it. So I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Hell got, yeah, dude! I got the training, man. Therapize me, brother. I will. Let's do it right now. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I do. I'll make you cry, man. You don't even make me cry. I can make you cry. I mean, yeah, I, mean I guess you could. But you okay. can. Yeah. You got that type of skill. Yeah. We get down to it's the not, I had a bad life, dude. It's not hard to fucking I like. know, man. Me too, man. I understand. 
it's not too hard. Anyway, sorry. I give up. I mean, this is one I shouldn't be trying. I should be falling through a line. So that we're basically having a war right now. That's what, what, what I'm trying to get at. Um, during the fucking Colorado fuel war, they built this fucking. I got too hyped up on the death special. That's what happened. The death special fucking rocks. Yeah. I'll find a picture of it and try and post it on Instagram. Confrontations between the striking miners and working miners. Yeah. So basically. Another tactic, which is super gross, is that some people want to keep working. Like, we had that here in Little Rock just last week. It's like 700 of 3,000 teachers went on strike. And they tried to, like, block the way. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I don't want to, like, people are going to be like, oh, you're picking. I don't fucking know. I don't know who's right, who's wrong. I don't care. But I know that there was teachers that wanted to, like, come to work. And, like, (laughs) the teachers they work with are, like, blocking the fucking way, which is funny, too. It's like, you're... You did you did a one day strike, so Thursday, you and fucking Nesbitt are gonna be back on the job together and she's you don't she's not gonna remember you fucking trying to keep her from getting in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, did you just get distracted by that fly? Yeah. Yeah. That's how brain is. <laughs> yeah. I mean I saw it go by too, dude. But yeah, I mean so but but you're using it's it's super like see so you're like okay here's the good employees that are sticking with us they're going to work and then you're all you're using them against the striking employees, yeah. So they're they're just trying to live. I mean, making the because if I was on strike and I was like all right fuck this job, they treat us like shit. I want a better treatment. I'm going on fucking strike. If there was people that were like hey man like. That's a great idea. My life sucks, but I have to eat. Yeah. You can't, teachers, I, like, I'm yeah. not going to get mad at that fucking person. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's like, I, I get it. You get on to pressure them to, like, to make them fucking get fired. Well, I think a little bit of that, too, is the times are way different. You know, it's like probably back then when this was going on, life expectancy, especially at that job, was not very high. Yeah, it's like 30 fucking years. Yeah. So, you know, you now it's like people understand human rights a little bit better than they have before. It's like, you know, yeah. we crack jokes about that shit, but it's like, you know, it's... Oh, these are tough. Yeah, it's but... way different. And then know? also during... I mean, and in these strikes, instead of just, like, blocking the way and having arguments, that some of the... They got in fucking fights that resulted in deaths. I mean, yeah. They fought people to the death for trying to get into the mine. Frequent sniper attacks on Union tent colonies drove the miners to dig pits underneath the tents to hide in. I already said that, sorry. Armed battles during the Colorado Coldfield War would last for days at a time. Strike-related violence mounted. Yeah, god damn, I'm double reading. Dude. I'm a moron. That's what happened. Um, the Cripple Creek. That's where I trailed off at because uh, it sounds like retarded. That's where we went. Yep. So on March 10th, 1914, a replacement worker's body, which would be someone that they hired to fill in for a striking worker, was found on the railroad tracks near Forbes, Colorado. The National Guard said the strikers had murdered the man. So in retaliation, Chase orders the Forbes tent colony to be destroyed. An attack was launched while the residents were attending a funeral of two infants who had died a few days earlier from bullets being shot. Wow, man. It's going to sit down in the coal mines like a canary. <laughs> We'll see if these fucking babies can breathe or if they come back with fetal alcohol. You know, those like dog lines that they put in trees and then they got the. Oh, yeah, they run on them. He's like fucking throw them down, zip line their ass down there and be like, hey, he comes back, he's dead. Or he comes back with like a Gumby head. 
whoa, was he all aired up? Because all water headed. Yeah. Because he's trying to breathe there. Yep. It's like, I got to store all this up here. The Cripple Creek strikers persevered for several months, but the National Guard had broken the strike by helping the mine by bringing in hundreds of non-union workers that would not strike. The Guard and the mining companies, fearing a breakdown was coming, left a dedicated group of guardsmen in southern Colorado called Troop A. It largely consisted of Colorado Fuel and Iron Company mine camp guards and mine guards hired by Baldwin Feltz, who were given National Guard uniforms. Sketchy. On the morning of April 20th, the day after some of the colonists celebrated Orthodox Easter, well, then I guess they deserve it. Three guardsmen, three guardsmen appeared at the camp, ordering the release of a man that they claimed was being held against his will. The camp leader, Louis Tikus, left to meet with a local militia commander at the train station in Ludlow Village, a half mile away from the colony. While this meeting was in progress, two militias installed a machine gun on a ridge near the camp and took positions along a rail route about half a mile south of Ludlow. Anticipating trouble, Tikus hauled ass back to the camp. The miners set out to flank the militia positions, and a gunfight soon broke out. When two of the militia's dynamite explosions alerted the Ludlow tent colony, the miners took up positions at the bottom of the hill. The militia then opened fire, and hundreds of miners and their families ran for cover. The fighting raged on for an entire day. The militia was reinforced by non-uniformed mine guards later in the afternoon. At dusk, a passing freight train stopped on the tracks in front of the guards' machine gun nest, allowing many of the miners and their families to retreat to an outcrop of hills to the easy to the east called the Black Hills. Been there. By 7 p.m., the camp was in flames. The militia descended onto it, looting and shooting their way through. Tika stayed strong at the camp and was captured as well as two other men, Lieutenant Carl Linfelt, the commander for the guard company, with Tikus had confronted each other several times in the past few months. While militiamen held Tikus, Linderfelt broke a rifle butt over his head. Tikus and other two miners were found dead due to gunshot wounds. Their bodies lay along the Colorado and Southern Railroad tracks for three days in full view of passing trains. Militia officers refused to allow them to be moved but a local railway union demanded that they be buried. During the battle, four women and 11 children hid in a pit beneath one tent where they were trapped as the tent above them was set on fire. Fucked. 11 children in a pit. And these people, sick fucks, Pandram-style motherfuckers, set that shit ablaze. Damn. Two of the women and all the children suffocated as a result these deaths became a rallying cry to the United Mine Workers of America who called the incident the Ludlow Massacre. Julia May Courtney reported different numbers of the 21 deaths. She said that 55 women and children alone had died in the massacre. Her account read, Fired the two largest buildings to strike us stores. Going from tent to tent, poured oil on the flimsy structures, setting fire to them. 
From the blazing tents rushed women and children only to be beaten back into the fire by a rain of bullets from the militia. The men rushed to the assistance of their families, and as they did so, they were dropped as the whirring messengers of death sped surely to the mark. Into the cellars, the pits of hell under their blazing tents crept the women and the children. Less fearful of the smoke and flames than of the nameless horror of the spitting bullets. One man counted the bodies of nine children taken from one ashy pit, their tiny fingers burned away as they held the edge in their struggle to escape. Sorry, I'm all clogged. Thugs in state uniform hacked at the lifeless forms, in some instances nearly cutting off heads and limbs to show their contempt for the strikers. Fifty-five women and children perished in the fire of Ludlow Tent Colony. Relief parties carrying the Red Cross flag were driven back by the gunmen, and for 24 hours, bodies lay crisping in the ashes while rescuers vainly tried to cross the firing line. Very sad. Except for the crisping in the ashes part. That sounds delicious. That's what barbecue is, dude. Just a little bit of meat crisping up in the ashes. Yep. Apparently that's the... Uh, a video you didn't watch, but you should have watched, was this guy that uh, gives food reviews based upon how it fucks. So <laughs> he, gave a re- he gave a review about Sonic cheeseburgers and how those cheeseburgers fuck and the, the edges of the burger were too crispy for him, but he loved the buns. But you literally mean fuck with his penis. Oh. He has sex with it. Mm-hmm. He empties out a uh, condom full of cum onto some spaghetti. Dude, that's not a video I should have watched. Yes, it is. Probably. Does he eat the spaghetti? No, he doesn't. He just seasons it. <laughs> Does somebody eat it? I don't know what the song in that video is. What's I don't like wasted spaghetti, dude. I don't really like spaghetti. It's my least favorite of foods. I don't like Italians. Yeah. Well, they do have some delicious dishes. Not really. Wait a minute. You said you like. You basically said you like spaghetti. No, I didn't. And then I said I did. I said not. I don't like to see it wasted. Because you like it. No, I wouldn't eat it. Have you ever cooked a pasta dish for your wife? Nope. Bullshit? Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Only like, Japanese noodles, though. Like a white wine and clam type of sauce? You never done that before? Nah, never only, seen. Never. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. Only Japanese noodles, dog. Mm, okay. I only support Japan in my house. Right on. Right on. That's a pure nation. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Yeah, man. Delicious. They got good food. They have, yeah, I agree. I love Japanese food. Dude, natural life's better than any craft beer. That's that's pretty delicious, man. Yeah, it's so good. I just drank that fucking. You're on your third one of those? I'm pretty ripped. You're an animal. Yeah, these are strong. Yeah. This is like drinking a bunch of whiskey, man. Yeah, kind of. Well, you know, except a little bit floatier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a sweet pump tonight. You going to go lift? Yeah, hell yeah. I don't believe that. So the numbers don't show 55 women and children died. So, I mean, who fucking really knows? Because it's hard to say what was accurate. I mean, it took days to get in there and clean it up. Some reporters say a second machine gun was brought in to support the estimated 200 guardsmen that participated in the engagement. And that a Colorado and Southern train operator purposely did put their engine between a machine gun and the strikers as a shield to the National Guard fire. So that part's confirmed. 
A board of Colorado military officers described the event as beginning with the killing of Tikus and other strikers in custody with gunfire largely emanating from the southwestern corner of Ludlow Colony. Guardsmen stationed on Water Tank Hill, which was the name for the machine gun position, fired into the camp. The guardsmen reported having seen women and children withdrawing the morning before battle, and they said that they thought the strikers would not have begun firing if they had women still with them. The board's official report commended the truly heroic behavior of Linderfelt, the guardsmen, and the militia during the battle and blamed the strikers for any civilian casualties during the engagement. The report also blamed the looting that occurred afterwards on Troop A, which was a unit comprised of largely non-uniform mine guards that had been integrated into the National Guard. In addition to the miners' associated victims, three company guards and one militiaman were killed in the three days of fighting. In the day of fight, the days fighting. Sorry, not three. The what a fucking mess, dude. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Now, uh, are you going into anything else, or you- yeah? But I was just giving you a fucking second to okay. Now, I think that uh, John D. Rockefeller Jr. had hired all these people, right? So that's the... Yeah. Yeah, so... Like the strike breakers and the... So that's the Illuminati tie-in? Well, he got... He uh, he was also pardoned, is the, is the other part of that. So, like, this this kind of... I think this... Pardoned for this? Yeah. This, well, dude, was, they, they... Like, they were... Yeah, I mean, they, they blamed it on the strike... The, that's what I just said. They blamed yeah. on the strikers. There was nothing. That, he wasn't ever charged to be pardoned. Pardon yeah. means you got charged. Yeah. And then they took the charges away. Yeah. He never got charged. Yeah. They were on. And so the uh, one thing that I wondered that I should have looked up and I'm not smart enough to know the answer to Colorado, it, any state's national guard is still part of the entire army, right? Yeah. So if you're like, so that is the United States army, it's like weekend army, right? So if you're national guard, yeah, there's always like a chance you might get deployed, you know. There's a It's basically the answer to uh but when they show up they're wearing army uniforms. Yeah, they they go, you know, I think it's like maybe once every month or maybe two weeks out of every month or something like that. I'm not sure, but uh they go do that. They do their training and everything, but it's like there there's a chance you may get deployed like that. It's not full on like you give your entire career to the army. You get yeah. a, you get a little bit of a paycheck, but it's not quite you know that you can still have a regular job, but then you also got to take you know two yeah two weekends out of the month to fucking serve your country. You should have mic that. <laughs> this new mic, dude. I can't really pull it down like that. Yeah, you got to stand up. No, oh, good point. You got to stand up and hit the horn, man. <laughs> hit the horn, man. You had a great fucking turn last week that I've been laughing about all week. Is uh, you saw my car at the gym and you pulled in, you walked in, you go. Man, you in here breaking one? It's like breaking what? You breaking a sweat? Hell yeah! So from now on, I've been called working out, breaking one. Hell yeah! Everyone else is doing it, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, because you, you could break a board in karate. Yeah. You could break a sweat. You know, break a sweat, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could break a sweat shit, and I broke a sweat shit earlier. Yeah. It was hard. It was it was real weird. You could break a sweat eating a chili. <laughs> That's true. You know, I had to fucking make chili at work today. I don't talk about that shit. 
Yeah. I'm, and I'm, so you're like, man, dude, we're talking about, you know, fucking 15 gallons of chili. Yeah. So I had to cook like 50 pounds of fucking meat. Yeah. In an oven. It was bullshit. Uh, I understand. Uh, way I way a, more I traumatic. A, I, need, I need a better life, dude. That's way more traumatic than. Farting over a microphone of a yeah. dead girl. What are you doing with your fucking life that you're getting bothered by farts, dude? Yeah, come on. Who doesn't Everybody love does a fart? It. That's part of the human condition. Well, that part, it, dude, you know what? The same motherfuckers like body positivity. It's the same person. Yeah. But then you're farting sure. and you're like, I don't like farts. Dude, you know what is terrible to talk about and hear about? A fucking rape and murder of a child. Yeah. You know what makes you feel better? Farting. For sure. Man, pressure is bad. And farts are hilarious. Yeah, you let the pressure out. There's nothing funny about a kid being fucking raped and murdered. No, but, man. Well, you got to ingest it in a terrible way. You the, the, what would you prefer? Like the A&E fucking. Well, they went to the house and the sexual abuse occurred. Is that better? No. But you know what? I'm putting real humanity. What you do is this. you put those people in the front yard of a person that is a kid that's being raped and beaten, right? There's three of us. There's me and you and that person. Who's running in that house to stop it? Not that motherfucker. Oh, no, it's us. Yeah, we'll and fart. we're going to fart on that. We're going to fart, dude. If I fight, if, dude, if I find out you're fucking, I'm going to fuck, I'm going to fart your fucking Whoop mouth, your fucking dude. ass, fart in your mouth. I'm going to embarrass you in front of everybody. Yeah. Continuously. Fucking for the rest idiot, of your man. fucking life. If, my, if I found out my neighbor was like a child molester, oh. we had a knock on his door. I would pull him outside and fart in his fucking mouth. And then I'd be like, I'll see you at two o'clock tomorrow. No, you won't, because you call the law, and they're going <laughs> to fart in his mouth, too. You know what happens in jail? They're going to allow me to fart in his mouth, Do you know too? what happens in jail to people like that? They get fucking farted on. They get fucked and farted on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, dude. dude. going to fart in your fucking mouth, bro. What'd you do? Uh, uh. You molested a kid. <laughs> I got a new fucking... They're going to cheat you like a toilet. I got a new fucking cubby to store my farts in. Yeah. I brought my farts to prison with me. I need a place to put them at. Where's the child molesters at? It's a fucked Open up gym up. sock. One end is for the dick and cub, and the other end is for farts. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking tired of people, man. Yeah, you gotta, you, go talk you gotta use child molesters like a flashlight, dude. Yeah. You gotta fart the cum out of them. Yeah. That's how you <laughs> clean yeah. them up, dude. You gotta fart so hard in their mouth, the cum shoots out of their butt. You gotta give them that old toot brute, <laughs> you know, before they get out there in the regular population. That toot brute, well, he smells manly. That's because he's farty. That's the kind of cologne you get in prison. Toot brute. Yeah, fart. It's like, man, you ain't been showering. We're going to freshen you up. Fart my wife beater, please. I need somebody to fart on my <laughs> wife beater. I need to smell good for my wife when she comes. It's visiting day. Y'all fart me fresh. <laughs> fart me up something real nice, dude. <laughs> you mess with a bitch you're just fucking farting on somebody. <laughs> alone. Hey, man, hit me up. You're dabbing that fart behind your ear, bro. <laughs> bro, you're getting the toilet scum and going, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've read some shit about pheromones. Yeah. Before I go to bars, I would fucking pee on my fingers a little bit and dab yeah, it behind my ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. done that before. I read a study, dude. You know, it didn't work? No, man. Nothing ever worked. Women hate me. Yeah. Aftermath of the massacre, from the, the it turned into the 10-day war, which was part of the wider Colorado Coalfield War. That, sounds, that does sound like a David Allen Coe song. Now, let me tell you all a little something about the Colorado Coalfield War. Men that broke their backs all their lives, trampled down by the Illuminati. They just wanted to crack open a couple of cold beers, and here's a little song I wrote about it. Well, the Colorado Coalfield War. We don't want to have boop around anymore. <laughs> Damn. 
I said it was David Allen Coastline, man. Pretty, I mean, you know, you're not wrong, man. As news of deaths of women and children spread, the leaders of organized labor issued a call to arms. Fucking A, you got to raise them up and fight for your rights. They urged union members to get all the arms and ammunition legally available. Subsequently, the coal miners began a large-scale guerrilla war. And this is in fucking Colorado. Think about this. Trinidad, where there's a fucking one of the world's most prestigious film festivals. They fought mine guards and facilities throughout Colorado's southern coal fields in the town of Trinidad. The United Mine Workers of America openly and officially distributed arms and ammunition to strikers at Union headquarters. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. Over the next 10 days, Rage Against the Machine played 400 times. 700 to 1,000 strikers attacked mine after mine, driving off or killing the guards and setting fire to buildings at least 50 people including those at ludlow were killed during the 10 days of fighting between the guards and miners hundreds of state militia reinforcements were rushed to the coal fields to regain control of the situation the fighting ended only after president woodrow wilson sit in federal troops the troops disarmed both sides displacing and often arresting the militia in the process the Colorado Coalfield War produced the death total of approximately 75. The United Mine Workers of America finally ran out of money and called off the strike on December 10th, 1914. In the end, the strikers' demands were not met. The union did not obtain recognition. And many of the striking workers were simply replaced. 408 strikers were arrested. 332 of whom were indicted for murder. Only John R. Lawson, leader of the strike, was convicted of murder, but the Colorado Supreme Court eventually would overturn that conviction. 22 National Guardsmen, including 10 officers, were court-martialed, all of which acquitted except Linderfelt, who was found guilty of assault for his attack on Ticus, gun-butting him over the head, but not for killing him, of course. He only received a light reprimand. Reverend John O. Ferris pastored the local church in Trinidad, Colorado. He was one of the few pastors in Trinidad permitted to search and provide Christian burials to the deceased victims of the Ludlow Massacre. <sighs> well, God sucks, so that's not a fucking... But, that, I mean, that, that's a very sad... It's all sad. It's all bad. It just goes to show you, no matter what, whose side the government will fucking take. And that's the money, brother. Doesn't have anything to do with people. They're not looking out for anyone. They're looking out for the bottom line. Dollars and cents. Forever and always. Well, usually anytime the Rockefellers are tied into anything, it's always that. You know, they're 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 always in charge of the, the lesser the lesser people, you know, the working class. They're not having to do shit. They come from very old money. Yeah. You know. They're one of the twelve families of the Illuminati. I mean, you know Hold people down, trample them. You know, as much as uh, most people don't want to believe that it's true. I don't know if the Illuminati is true, but they're definitely. Like, it's that's a know. word, but if you don't, I mean, I feel like people have completely figured out by now that the it's money that's power. Yeah, the finances. That's who's in charge. You know, if you, I mean, we're talking with the fucking prison guards that let Jeffrey Epstein suicide himself. Just got fucking arrested yeah. on federal charges of conspiracy. Yeah. 
they, that, I mean, you know, and they're talking about Rush Limbaugh is saying, like, uh, I knew it from the start. Uh, once they arrested, and that, that, I'm t- Rush Limbaugh, one of the most disgusting old red face. No one likes him. But I'll yeah. tell you this when Epstein got arrested, I saw a soundbite of him being like, he won't last a month. Yeah. If I, it yeah. happened. Hey, I think the other thing that's crazy about it is everybody just wants to tie like the Clintons into all that, but dude, I mean Trump. It's far beyond. You know, it's they're all everyone's bad, everyone's corrupt. It's, it's all garbage. We it's all rich people, man. We gotta. It's, this is a call to arms. <laughs> oh man, don't do that. Yeah, wait. Well, one person will do something, then we'll get indicted. Oh uh, yep. Then the, we'll suicide ourselves. No man, we'll just occasion strain it. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, I Make think bad music about it. I think the thing is, is like you'll uh, if you look at where you're at, man, it's like there's, you know, especially in the field I'm in, people are always like, well, do you think you would ever want to do something else in the in the company or in the, you know, whatever? And I, but no, man, because I know it's not going to pay any different. Yeah. I'm not going to like I'm going to have more responsibility. It's going to yeah. be me being able to like live paycheck to paycheck with nothing to fucking gain from it. Yep. And then, you know, it's like what little you gain, you feel good about it. And then that's what keeps you at bay. And it's like, that's not even enough. That's not even enough. Yeah. I fucking hate money. And people like the American dream. It, it's just by and large horseshit. Yeah. I mean, we can speak like I started a fucking deficit. I'm still not out of it. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's all about what you're born into. Where yeah. you're born, you know, uh, I I believe race matters. I mean, it can, it's worse for a lot of people. I'm not complaining. But I can tell you for sure, like, I'm a capable, mostly decent human. Yeah. And I'm fucking stuck, brother. Yeah. And it's all from where you started. If you don't have it, if you don't have money, it's hard to make money. Yeah. And that's the fucking way of the world. And then look how far it goes back. But then also look, like... I mean, if you, do you think they won't do it again? Yeah. Of course they will. Yeah, I think, like, the whole money thing is what's crazy. is because, you like, somebody always giving examples of, but this person didn't come from money. It's like, that's, that's the thing, man. That is a small percentage of somebody who is, like, able to make the right moves. Because, well, yeah, it's anecdotal. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, right. One out of a million people can do it. That is true, for sure. There's always an anomaly. There's always a freak. But that's not the that's not the general consensus. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying, like, if you want to scratch out a piece and stand up for yourself, do you fuck? Do you really think that they won't go back to this? I mean, what do you think? The, what do you think fucking prison is right now? Yeah. Well, also too, man. It's like uh, I spent last week in a three day training. Uh, some people came in from New York to teach us about this thing, and so one of the things we had to do is we had to do a ten question questionnaire thing, and it was about trauma. Yeah. And if uh, you answer yes to four of the questions, you struggle with depression. If you answered more than that, there was like a high percentage that you came from um, a very high traumatic situation in your life. And those people didn't make very much money. And so it was passed down. So like highly traumatic people pass it down to their children and they kind of, they keep doing that. that Sure. You fucking do what you know. And so then it doesn't ever step up. So it is generational in that way. And well, I fucking feel like my kids can pull out of it for sure. Yeah. 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 It's like, like we learned a different way to do those things. So, yeah. you know, to be able to talk to our kids and, and do all that, but then like being aware of ourselves and like some of the things that trigger us to be a certain way. People are not aware of that. Some people are not aware of that. They pass it down. 
And so when you're more worried about, you know, is somebody going to shoot a gun off in your neighborhood and how you're going to deal with that, chances are you're probably not going to go get a job where you have to really be a high-functioning person to think about things, to get paid that type of money. Yeah. So that's where we're at. And it's like if we looked at things in that way, things would change. But there's a reason why we're not looking at those things. Murray's on that shit. Yeah. I want to get into the communities. For far too long, the poorest people have lived in communities where nobody comes by and sucks their cocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's the highest 1% of income who continuously get their cocks sucked. I'm fighting for the 99% who deserve a great cock sucking. Not a regular mouth of the piece. A true professional to come by and suck the demons out of your hell. The thing is, those communities where people suck dicks. <laughs> that's the thing, man. Uh, that's what the only thing you could do when you're poor, yeah, dude. You know, so I want to fuck so bad all the time because I'm yeah. fucking impoverished. Yeah, so it's just it, it, it's one of those up, things. trampled on. That's how I'm able to maintain erections in my old age. Yeah, came from a high walk to beside Martin Luther King. Anytime I don't need Viagra. Anytime I can't get an erection. I think about Martin Luther King, and I become immediately engorged. And then I stick it inside of my wife. And while I'm fucking her, I think of the people out there at night who are unable to afford anything other than ramen noodles, and I can't come. And I have to start to think about changing their lives, taking away the ramen noodles, replacing them with more healthy, nutritious, cornerstone type of nutritions, healing food deserts. I'll personally go in and suck their cocks if I need to. That's the fight I'm willing to have. So like a Shinyan ramen? Any dinner that you could cook for four people that costs less than $5. Right on. We have to overcome. That's it. That is it right there. Well, we'll see you next time. Rage well, no, the machine, no, 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 oh, no. Yeah, we got all your dumb shit. Uh, yeah. We're going to turn it over to Buddy's Corner. Mm-hmm. Scour all the corners of the internet to find the song that he found appropriate I didn't to really, go along with this great tragedy. Sometimes they just come to me and I know what they are, you know? Okay. Whip Striker. Yep. Merciless Artillery. I, for one, love slavery, so mm. I would be the Whip Striker, you know what I mean? Wow. Well, well I mean, I didn't say what type of slavery. Italian slavery? Dude, they should be slaves. Bread would be good again. Yeah, I mean, make them cook for you. If you like Italian cuisine, fucking kidnap one and put them to work. I like a fapioli. Make them do it. They just come in ravioli pockets and no, buy they can't them. come around my food. That's the thing. It's like you don't want them handling your food. They're yeah, fucking yeah. disgusting. That's why they kiss their fingers. They're, They're disgusting. They're kissing their fingers. Ugh. Just dripping grease everywhere. Ragu is just made when, out of olive oil. When you like stick something in. Your period pussy. Yeah. But you get that on your fingers and then you kiss your fingers and then you make a sauce. That's ragu. This comes from a rag. I got it. Yeah. I don't know why I'm going so hard on Italians. Just because white be it's fun to fucking shit on white people. It's because you're Italian, it. man. I'm not fucking Italian. You're dude. Italian. I'm not Italian at you all. You smell like it all the time. I've been around Italians my whole life. My mom dated an Italian. He smelled Italian. He worked in a fucking Italian restaurant. Oh, he, so why you he stupid did, bitch? He did like tile, Why do you think that is? He like you tile, fucking moron. And he made I cooked with hand. garlic and basil and tomatoes. That's what yeah. fucking happens. Yeah. And you also were drawn to construction like this man was. He did tile and he was also working in a restaurant. I know deep down what you are. You're an Italian. I know what I am too, dog. I did 23 and me. I need to find the truth. T- yeah, you do. 
We're going to have to do that on air. We're going to figure it out. I already fucking did it. No, I don't believe you. I think you're full of shit. You're the one that's full of shit. No. All you do is tell tales. I never said I was anything. I know I'm a Cajun. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably the worst of other worst yeah. you know, another dude. disgusting white dude let's just do a 23 French, on dude. me live man we're gonna draw our own blood send it off and i know what's gonna happen <sighs> yeah see my Jackie face made me waste money on that shit it was one of the i've been so mad i hate spending money yeah. i mean that was fucking years ago but still pisses me off yeah. like what with the kids you to know no they don't who the fuck cares nobody cares yeah you're right you're right you do because you don't want to be italian that's true but you got a zit on your forehead, and the only Italians have zits on their foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Pax. That's all the gabagool. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> around. Uh, Italians are cool, dude. I love Italian food. I'm, a, I'm just talking nonsense. That is truly one of the finest cuisines. Yeah. Yeah. Thick and hearty, flavorful. Yeah. God damn, dude. Not all horny for a fucking carbohydrate. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But some of them stay, you know, lean, a little lean, you know. They got those horse meat sandwiches in Italy. I want to eat one. God damn. I love cured fucking meat, dude. Cured meat? Yeah, cured horse meat. You're the king of the fucking that. curry. It doesn't matter. They Sounds cured great. They, they fucking old Italian fucking grease cured it. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, man. Sounds good. I got trust in the process. Man, I trust the Lamy Tommy, man. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, dude. Anytime, man. Dude, that's, they're the king of cured fucking meats, bro. The king. I mean, the number one fucking chief in command. Yeah, they're a part. Of, they're the number one in the 12th family. Great fucking coffee, dude. Yeah. God damn it, dude. I fucking love Italians. All right. We'll see you on the next one.